Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Catalonia's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1087, May 30, 2023. I'll have a lilac update of some importance coming up today. 98 degrees on this day in 1934 and 37 degrees on this day in 1947. You've seen the weather forecast. The swimming season is fully upon us. It's a great time to get a hold of uh, Aquaside. They'll keep your beach free of weeds and algae. They've been keeping uh, beaches free of that junk that the kids don't like for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and controlled products. They're made in White Bear Lake. The products are easy to use. They work quickly, and they're registered with the EPA and DNR, so these products are safe. You don't have to let weeds overtake your lake this summer. Call Aquaside today. Tell them exactly what you're dealing with, what you're looking at. They'll help you identify that. Get you the right products, and your place will look great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. You know Tom Chorsky. Yeah, okay. big fan of the show. He well, named his his handle on Instagram or Twitter is Hockey Logic Twitter. after Garage Logic. Yep. He asked Chat G, Chat GPT to summarize the program. Here it is. Garage Logic is a podcast that captivates listeners with its unique blend of humor, intellectual curiosity, and engaging discussions. Through its talk radio format, the podcast dives into a wide range of topics, unraveling the mysteries and quirks of everyday life. With its notable segments and dedicated hosts, Garage Logic has fostered a loyal following, offering a delightful and thought-provoking experience for listeners seeking both entertainment and intellectual stimulation. Okay. That's from chat, that's from chat. How does, how does it know? How do it know? How do it know? What yeah. is these words? Uh, you guys all, including all the listeners, need to start becoming terrified of AI, and I'm not kidding. Oh, I already am. Yep. Believe me. Believe me, I've, I have been. Is Julie with us? She is. Uh, let, we got a note today from a gal in Minneapolis, Julie B., who writes... As a citizen who lives in the shadow of the tallest buildings in Minnesota with Ilhan Omar as my representative, Amy Klobuchar as my senator and neighbor, and Jacob Fry as my mayor, I've had a number of reasons to feel dissatisfied and ready to leave. I had an experience on Saturday evening that pretty much sealed the deal. I was walking to the Guthrie Theater from my home across the river. It was about 6.20 p.m., Bright and sunny, and I was walking alone. Oh, Saturday night was a lovely night. Yes. 
I thought nothing of walking alone because I have done it numerous times and have never been worried about safety. As I approached the river walking down 5th Avenue between 2nd Street and Main, I was attacked from behind by a group of three young black masked men. They hit me in the face and head until I let go of my purse, then ran to a getaway car, hopped in, and sped off. Fortunately, a pair of good Samaritans, likely GLers, drove up, said they saw the whole thing, and asked how they could help. They called 911 and drove me home. They even had the car's plate number and provided it to the officers. I could share more details, but I will summarize by saying the emergency personnel, fire, paramedics, HCMC staff, were outstanding, and I have injuries that will heal, swelling and bruising. I canceled my credit cards, and the police recovered my purse. My phone was still inside. Then what the hell did they want? We'll find out. I don't know this for a fact, but I am guessing these guys have done this before. I live in a very walkable neighborhood and have felt safe and comfortable for most of the 12 years I've lived here. Not anymore. My husband and I have been preparing to leave for a couple of years already, but this is the last straw. I am grateful to God that my injuries are relatively minor, but this should not have happened. I live next door to Amy Klobuchar and less than a half mile from Fry. Don't they care that this is happening in their neighborhood? What are they doing about it? I would be happy to join the podcast and talk about my experience. I'm a loyal GLer and will continue pushing back, even if I end up moving to Fernandina Beach. <laughs> Here is Julie. Hello, Julie. Hello. Hello. I'm Thank sorry you for having me on. I can't believe you're a GLer right down there in the heart of the mystery. <laughs> well, you know, I don't fly the flag. <laughs> I wouldn't either if I were you. Yeah. Well, this is terrible, but I wanted to talk to you because... You know, we hear about these things, and a number of things go through my mind. For example, how many of these kinds of incidents go even unknown or unreported? And do you really think that, and I'm not indicting the police, but do you think that providing the car's plate number to the officers will even amount to anything? Well, I hope so. I'm, I have not heard anything in follow-up from them. Since Saturday, I do have a case number and instructions on how to follow up. And I, I was told that day, that that evening, that an inspector may be getting in touch. And I do hope so. Um, meanwhile, you know, I have a lot of, I mean, my friends and especially <laughs> fellow GLers are, are providing support. And they have, they have said that they have noticed stories of similar attacks being, being, um, perpetrated by people it sounds like the same people it sounds like the same car other things are being reported on other apps like next door um mine was reported on crime stoppers i noticed on saturday so i don't know if that means that they that they haven't been apprehended but it sounds like the same the same um evil people were still in action last night did they speak to you before they struck you <laughs> i don't I, I was I was probably breaking a rule that I will not break again, but I, because I was wearing AirPods and and listening to not your podcast but <laughs> another one. Yeah. And I don't know if I would have if it would have mattered if I'd heard anybody walking behind me. I, so I didn't I did not sense anything. I didn't hear or feel anything until they were right on top of me and from behind. And and later your purse was discovered and your. You're, you canceled your credit cards. You're, presumably, they took those, correct? Yes. So the only thing that was missing from my purse 
when I got it back was my wallet and an empty sunglasses case. That was it. Everything else, they, they left my phone in there and all of my other personal items. So what they were after were the credit cards. I guess. And they tried to use them all, but mm. fortunately I had, I had um, taken and printed pictures of mm. the cards at home. Right. Because I take that along whenever I'm traveling. Right. Especially, and, so, and you know, in case I lose them or get them stolen. <laughs> and I, that really came in handy. So I got noticed, I got, I'm sorry, I received notice from the card companies after the fact that they had uh, attempted to pay and to use them and got declined. But yeah. um, now I've canceled them. 6.20 p.m. So 6.20 p.m. on Saturday. It was gorgeous out. It was just a lovely evening. Weren't there, a, weren't, weren't, wasn't the area just flooded with pedestrians? Well, you know, yes, about, about in down on Main Street, there would have been plenty of people and I would have been fine. I was just in this strangely quiet residential street mm-hmm. that had nobody else. I, I was surrounded by apartment buildings mm-hmm. or um, and you know, I just walked by a number of a number of single family homes, but at that moment, there was nobody else on the street except for me. There was there was not a car passing by. There were parked cars, but nobody, you know, no cars were moving, and nobody else was on the sidewalk there. And I think that they may have just been waiting in their in this car um, that came to pick them up. I think that the car probably dropped them on the corner. And then waited to see what happened, and then pulled around to to have them jump in when they were done. So there were there were probably there were probably at least four people in that car total with three of sure. them. Sure, the driver and the three thugs. Yeah. Do you uh, what What is your anger like? <laughs> I I still you know I still kind of don't believe. I, I'm thinking is this did this really happen? Was this just something? You know some sort of nightmare scenario. Then I look in in the mirror and I no, that that really did happen. You're not losing your mind. You didn't just imagine that. Mm-hmm. It was real. So yeah, I'm very I am very angry, and that's really what motivated me to to reach out to you and um, my friend, the one of the other few jailers. There may be more, but we're very you know we're we're kind of modest people and afraid to <laughs> to speak our minds and reveal our our uh, our character so much where we live, but we when we find each other we become fast friends. <laughs> she said that she spoke to our our city councilor, um, Mike, Michael Rain, Rain, Rainville. Right, right. <laughs> and because uh, she's in touch and on various boards, and and he, he, I think that she, and she had encouraged him to reach out to me and to talk to me, and that was that was Sunday and it's Tuesday. I haven't heard anything. Did you have to From stay in the hospital? No, no, sir. I was just I was just there for about three hours while they um, did a head CT and and then um, interpreted and and told me that I was um, that I was clear of any breaks. They applied a little super glue to a cut that I had behind my ear. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the only treatment I received. Julie, you mentioned the fact that you and your husband have been in the same residence for about twelve years. Correct me if I'm wrong, but what was your viewpoint when you moved to the place that you're living at, and what is your viewpoint now of the city of Minneapolis? Oh wow, it was you know, I we were it was I was really excited to be living here. You know, I 
I live very close to the university and I live very close to, you know, we're able to walk downtown and we walked to the Guthrie like I was trying to do that night and we walked to Target Field. We've walked to we've walked to First Avenue. We've walked to Target Center. We've walked, you know, we just we can walk and we've walked to games on campus too, you know, Gophers games, football and basketball, hockey, whatever. But so it, I was all very excited to be here and very optimistic about everything that it offered. We can walk to get groceries. We, every, we can do so much on foot, and and it's it's just been really enjoyable. And and our neighbors have been really wonderful and. And we just have a have a good time here, you know. But then, obviously, this is a similar scenario for for many people who live in the city. Every a lot had changed with, um, you know, first COVID. There wasn't anything to walk to right. <laughs> anymore, and spent a lot of time walking around in the backyard or down to the you know along the river. That was a nice escape. But then, shortly after, of course, the the um, the Floyd incident and, and riots. I mean, the the rioters coming back from uptown that one night came within a block of of our house, mm-hmm. and we and that was the most frightening thing because well, we choose not to carry arms. <laughs> so my husband and I are sitting outside, you know, with a baseball bat. I don't know what that would have done, but um, but that's all we had, and so that was very scary, and. I mean, those two things. Of course, we started to recover from those two insults to the community. But then, you know, now it's it's just this crime wave, and it's it's it seems to be going unchecked. And I like like many people had only read about it and heard about it, and and every time I left home, my husband would say, you know, have your head on a swivel, be aware of everything every at all times. And um, I thought that I was was watching out. And I had avoided being carjacked and things, but this just really literally came out, came out of nowhere. And um, I'm trying not to blame myself because yeah. I had done that and had done exactly that so many times before and, and never had a, had a problem. I, I don't mean, I don't want you to be precise, of course, but I, I'm picturing you, you must live in what, the St. Anthony, Maine neighborhood? It's called Mercy Homes. Okay. All right. Why didn't the old man go with you? <laughs> he was finishing up some projects around the house yeah. and was just going to walk about a half hour later and 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 meet me there. Oh, I, I get wanted it. to I wanted to meet up with a friend. Yeah. A little bit before the show just to just to have some time to to catch up with my girlfriend. Now, would you do that again? <laughs> no. Okay. So that's changed guess, for you. Yeah, yeah. No, he'll. He, I don't know that I. I don't know if I'm going to walk. I. I mean, I would walk to Lunds by myself. Yeah. I would walk to, to go to a, a workout by myself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes early in the morning when it's dark. And that will but change. Your life will change because of this. I believe. Yeah. I. I it will. I. I mean. I. Have, I have. All I have for a weapon is bear spray, which I didn't have that day. And even if I had, well, I probably would have ended up spraying their knees or something just the right. way that it happened. Right. <laughs> but I, it will change my it will change my life and my feeling of security. Will I feel safe walking with a a, a female friend? I I guess that there's some safety in numbers. I certainly won't. I mean, I believe I had some bait on me that in the form of a purse. I won't carry anything that's visible anymore, I guess. I mean, I have a money belt. I will employ the same strategies that 
they tell you to, to do if you're, you know, traveling in in uh, a foreign country, you know, where, right. where you're at risk for being pickpocketed. Well, right. I can put, put what I need in a money belt under my clothing and, and not um, draw attention to myself. How old do you think these characters were? I, I think teens or, or, or early 20s mm-hmm. at the most. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I, that's just, it's just, it's just dreadful that your life has to change uh, uh, to think that you can't walk. Walking's enjoyable. That's one of the reasons, <laughs> one of the reasons you live in that area. You know, Julie, one of the things that continues to make me mad, because I spent considerable time working downtown on the weekends, and one of the things that always makes me mad is those that point out that you're just fear-mongering if you happen to point out the fact that crime is a problem in the city. How would you respond to those that think that that's just fear-mongering, fear-mongering for pointing out that there is crime in the city? Well, the fear needs to be mongered. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the truth needs to be told. I, 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 I am not posting anything on, on social media. I, people were responding to the Crime Stoppers posting, you know, you know on Twitter about me. And I, I really wanted to, I thought about saying, oh, it's, that was me. I'm the victim. But I just thought, well, that's, I don't really want to put myself in, in right. that sort of situation. But I, I of course, wanted to tell at least the people who, my friends and, and neighbors around me, that this happened and to, to be aware. And I know that this isn't the only neighborhood, but really anybody who lives in the city needs, should, needs to know that this can happen at any time of day and that you do need to employ strategies to make yourself less, less of a target. I guess. I mean, I don't. I'm not trying to put blame on myself, but maybe there, there are things that others can do to to try to make themselves um, less likely to get. Well, I, I hate to sound attack. new age. I hate to sound new age. It's very euphorian, but you can forgive yourself. Well, <laughs> <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead, Kenny. Go ahead, Kenny. Yeah, I'm just. I, I think you said maybe traveling even with two girls, you might not do that. I think. I think you'd be more safer doing that. I think they're looking for opportunities and very, very easy marks. Yep. You're a single gal traveling all by yourself. There's three of them. Um, you know, you look probably look like a pretty easy hit where they could take you down and get your stuff and get out of there in a hurry. And I think if there's two gals, there's less of a chance they'll get out of there. And if there's a, a guy along and he's a big dude they might assess that situation and say no thank you yeah you know it's all about speed with them and no resistance you know they're not ready for people to resist them i think that i just i reacted with resistance good you know, it, i well no actually i don't know if it was good because oh because i held on to my my purse yeah, you know, my my reaction was well, somebody's trying to take. No, this is mine. It's mine, mine, and I'm not getting it to you. Well, then, of yeah. course, they needed to be more violent to get it from me. Now, I I think if they had actually, if the three of them had just walked up to me and said, "Give me your purse," then I would have prob- I would have handed it over. You know, even if they didn't have to, sure, they didn't have a weapon. You know, because sure. I can see I'm outnumbered. And I, I don't, I wouldn't have been able to outrun them, but, but they didn't take that approach, and it was the surprise factor that made me, I in a in a way very weakly fight back, but I did resist, and I think that was actually I know, um, simple. From what I've heard, a lot of times the mo is 
somebody will bear hug you from behind mm. and just keep you in a big bear hug while somebody else grabs your stuff, checks your pockets, you know, and does all that. And then they push you down and take off. But it sounds like they just came in swinging, huh, Julie? Well, you know, I wish I, I, I don't wish I could remember all of the details, but somehow, somehow I have some bruises and, and scrapes on my neck and I don't remember how that happened, but it, but it did. And so they may have, you know, grabbed me there first and maybe tried to put maybe some sort of a, a lock or something, but I, I can't say that for sure, but somehow I did have soreness on my well, collarbone and, and marks on my neck. It sounds like you have an inner um, fight uh, thing where, where uh, you're just going to fight them off no matter what. And I don't know that that's bad. That's probably pretty good. Did they show a weapon of any kind? I, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I didn't see one. Maybe they may have had something in their hand to make the, the, uh, hit, the, the hits, you know count more i but yeah. did they hit you with a closed fist uh, well i think so because i did have a lot of bumps and all big goose eggs real brave guys which, oh, yeah. which yeah. um well, you know well, receded and I, right now i have a, a really i won't say black eye it's a purple eye and yeah <laughs> and purple um, marks yeah so eyes. you got punched yeah you got they punched punched you in the face yeah. not even punched it was sucker punched yeah yeah well, and it's, you know, your your comments about it being all about speed are apt because I swear I had a lot more items of value on me. I was wearing my my uh, wedding rings and diamond earrings. Mm -hmm. And I'm so, I mean, I, I'm grateful overall that nobody tried to rip these solitaires out of my ears or try. It would have taken me a long time to try to take off my rings. Right, right. <laughs> So that would have ended badly. Uh, anyway. Well, I'm glad you're a GL or Julie. Don't tell anybody you're in the wrong neighborhood for that. You're uh, you're you're living with euphorians, mysterians, liberal Lakers, and uh, diversity villains. But I'm glad you're a GL or I hope you recover. Are you really going to be leaving the state? Do you think? Oh, we've been talking about it, and it's yeah. I don't have a. I, I actually, I I'm, I'm a native. You can hear that, I'm sure. Yeah. And my voice is raspy because of the, because of the assault too. But I, I was born and raised, went to the U of M, go Gophers. Yeah. <laughs> and I moved away for 10 years. I, I moved to work for a company that was, that I was already working for down in um, Phoenix for three years. Couldn't deal with summer. Then I moved to Boston to um, work in another industry for seven years and we really enjoyed that my husband had been born out there and we cheered the red sox onto their first victory and right whatever <laughs> million years but but i came back because i wanted to be close to my mother again she was aging and i wanted to be near her as long as she was around well she died a few years ago and i i realized you know my main reason isn't here anymore and so like i said in the in the message before i just feel like this is kind of a sign that yeah. I want to be a place where I can, you know, feel safe again. Yeah. Is Florida is it, Florida's going to be hot, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. We may go back east. We we may go southeast. All right. I have a question for both Julie and Such. Um, Julie, you brought up something that I experienced a lot when I was living down there, and I just moved away in the last couple of years. 
um, and I wrote it down. You said uh, you're afraid uh, afraid to speak our minds, and you're not really public with the fact that you're GLers or you're conservatives, especially in downtown Minneapolis. And uh, that's a damn shame. How do we change that? Why, why do we have to act like we're hiding from from somebody or something or some movement? Why can't we just be open and be ourselves when we're conservatives? How do we change this? Well, I'll answer. Uh, then Julie can answer. I, I have. I don't care anymore. So if somebody says you're a GLer, I say, yeah, I, I, I don't care anymore. I'm not you're, hiding anything. You're conservative, so immediately um, it's assumed that you voted for Trump. Or well, I can't. Like. I can't account for that, but uh, that's that's their problem. But Julie is, is experiencing something I always experienced in South Minneapolis, where you just don't admit it. You don't admit your politics, Julie. Right. Well, I just don't want my neighbors to think ill of me or think that I'm crazy or. You know what I mean? I I feel yeah. like we have uh, we have really we have good relationships with them, and I just bite my tongue or something. Our our neighbors are, you know, they put up the signs for whoever's been uh, up and down the street. They're they're supporting whoever is endorsed, right? Right. By, and that's that's it. And even if they'll over, we have a lot of happy hours, <laughs> mm-hmm. and over 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 happy hour, they will admit that. You know their candidate is flawed, and but it seems like it's just they don't even consider an alternative, hmm. even if they know there's something wrong. It's with just it's really something where we live in an age where you can't even admit out loud that you're a conservative, or you have conservative viewpoints. It's just amazing to me. That's where we're at in society. Right. That's it. Does make um, Wyoming, <laughs> Joe? Or yeah, that's where I live, <laughs> Julie. I live in. I fly in every day for the show. Well, well, maybe you can uh, let me know if there's a, a home for sale in your neighborhood. <laughs> I'll keep you in mind. You think about does make you think about about um, South Dakota and yeah. and Florida and and Texas and and Wyoming. And yeah, my husband's very handy, so he can help you with a lot of projects in the garage. There you go. <laughs> Best of luck to you, and thank you for taking the time. It was really uh, interesting to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the chance. And okay. I um, hope wish everyone else the um, ability to enjoy where they live and do it safely. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Julie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, fortunately, Julie will not need Mueller Memorial. No. Oh. Mueller Memorial is a family-owned funeral cremation. They, I, I can't stress enough that I've known these people all my life. And they've been, there's three generations, more than 75 years of experience taking care of people at really difficult times of life. But they create the perfect event. It will honor your loved one and bring families together to celebrate a wife, a life well lived. Uh, it isn't fun. Uh, I know that it isn't. It, it results in anxiety, but it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be overwhelming and frightening once you... Uh, place your cares in the needs of Mueller. They'll take care of it. Scott Mueller, a good friend of mine, uh, has written a book called What to Know Before You Go. It's free. Go to MuellerMemorial.com slash GL to see if copies are still available. But it will answer any question you might have about planning a funeral or cremation service. 
and uh, it will really allay your fears. They're, they're really good people. It's called Mueller Memorial. And find out more at MuellerMemorial.com. GLers love the DIY stuff that helps our engines last longer and run better. And one easy way you can keep your engine running strong, use Seafoam Motor Treatment. It'll clean your fuel system. It's also an easy way to stay ahead of preventable engine problems. Seafoam Motor Treatment, it helps engines run better and last longer. Safe and easy to use in all types of cars and trucks and engines. Just pour it in your fuel tank and let Seafoam do all the work. You can pick up a can anywhere that automotive products are sold. I've seen it uh, in grocery stores of all places and bait shops. Truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, Seafoam. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now. And the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. Well, that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. And you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. So what do you do when you want to see all of your favorite power sports brands? We're talking all the latest motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides all in one location. Well, you visit Moon Motorsports in Monticello, of course, a giant cathedral of motorized fun, just 25 minutes west of the metro. Moon Motorsports, a leader in both Honda and Yamaha ATV sales, and both of these exciting brands, they've delivered Moon several new models that are all ready and waiting for you. You can see them and the entire new and used inventory at moonmotorsports.com. And uh, Moon Motorsports has another event coming up. This one sounds like a fun one, a kids' day event featuring the popular Wheelie Wizard stunt team Saturday, June 17th. Come on, we all love wheelies. What a great place to bring the kids for a couple of hours. Sit around, watch some wheelies. That'd be great. They're Moon Motorsports, ATV, side-by-sides, adventure motorcycle brand leaders. They're on the south side of 94, just west of 25 in Monticello, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Uh, I got a note that's not necessarily unrelated to Julie. It's from Josh. I brought my family to the Twins game yesterday. He dated this yesterday, so meaning Sunday. Sunday's game, yeah. They had a big crowd. Yeah. Uh, I brought my family to the Twins game yesterday, and he was from, he, he drove down from Detroit Lakes area. Mm-hmm. When we were dropping off my grandpa at the handicap drop off by gate 29. Sure, yep. An officer on foot patrol was carrying an assault rifle. It gave me an eerie, dystopian feeling. I hadn't been to a game in that area since last summer. Is this a common occurrence now? Thanks, Josh. Do we have officers with assault rifles outside the ballpark? I have seen them on occasion, but I'll be perfectly honest. 
I've been to one Twins game in the last two years at Target Field. Hmm. Got them at the airport, left and right. I want them at the airport. <clears throat> yeah. I also know that uh, in some cases, too, they'll have the dog on the leash with them walking around Target Field as well. I've seen but the that Twins too. drew very well over the weekend. They did. It was a was a beautiful weekend. Wonderful weather, yep. Now, also based on talking to Julie, uh, I still think that Minneapolis is not thinking it through to go ahead with this 4th of July celebration downtown. <laughs> Isn't it on Nicollet Mall? Well, taste, you mean? Yeah, taste. Have they... Uh, <laughs> I, think they're, I think they're asking for a lot of grief. Have they um, announced any more new details? Not Did that I'm aware new of. stuff come out last week? Not that week? I'm aware of. Just okay. the bands. That's all I've witnessed, right? That's the only thing we really You know, know. every once in a while, the news channels will uh, offer some video of what's happening downtown because somebody put up a beanbag catcher, you know, and they, they say, look at it. Downtown is really playing active. Cornhole. Yeah, they're playing cornhole or whatever the hell it is. And I just and there's nobody <laughs> around. It's a vacant parking lot, and somebody's tossing a beanbag into a clown's face, you know. Yeah. And and they think, oh, look at we're really rebounding. Revival. The, the rebounding will be people actually working. I'm not sure it's going to be playing... <laughs> Uh, cornhole or whatever the hell that is. But on the 4th of July, they had a lot of problems last year. Yeah. And I have, <laughs> I, I can offer no evidence uh, that things have gotten better since last year in terms of the behavior of young people. Well, not to mention just as you met, okay, you said it's not going to be back until people are back working downtown, which I don't think it's ever going to get back to happen. pre-pandemic levels. Yeah. That's never going to happen. So I think we're all in agreement there. But this will be a big sign, and also just the overall behavior over the next, what, eight weeks? Because mm-hmm. this just in, when it gets warm out, crime goes up downtown. This just in? Yeah. Yeah. Only 54 people were shot in Chicago over the Memorial Day weekend. Jesus. Not, man, that, not that many people died. I think only about six or seven died. But 54, 54. people were shot. Yeah. It's all right. It's okay. <sighs> Lilac update. Okay. I for my records, I took my photograph yesterday. I'm calling May 29 my bloom. And I am really really saddened to report that the that the rabbits did wreak havoc. Mm. I do not have a full beautiful row of lilac bushes. Uh it looks like a bad haircut. Okay. You know, bald spots yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. uh uh, I don't know what to do about that, but any, in any event, the ones that survived are, are beautiful, and I'm calling it May 29th. Uh, from Kathy, I get sitting out on our front porch enjoying our beautiful lilac tree that is in full bloom as of Friday, May 26th. It's gorgeous this, this year, and the aroma is fantastic. Thanks for signing my GL book. Uh, Kathy from Plymouth, and then she sent a photo. And there, mm-hmm. see them? They're just gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, bloom. Uh, Jackie up north, have your lilacs bloomed? Yes. Ours are way ours way up here have. Just wondering if damages were bad from those rabbits. Yes, they were. Well, plus Jackie. they were able to jump that high. Yeah, they stood on the snow. <laughs> uh, Jim writes, listening to your show the past few weeks, I've watched my lilacs, and they bloom as always around Memorial Day weekend. Check today, and they are blooming. Uh, John, I thought you would. I thought I would take this opportunity to reassure the euphorians, reassure the euphorians, 
that lilac blooming season is right on schedule here north of Malacca, just as it has been for since at least 1953 when my parents purchased this property, something which I look forward to every Memorial Day weekend. Nice. Now, you would think, because we're, we're ruining the earth, yeah. you'd think the dates would be a little off. Right. But they're not. That's nature. It's Memorial Day weekend. Mine do? are the 29th. What are you going to do? Uh, and this, oh, there's the picture. I did have a picture. See, they got a lot, yeah. of, lot of lilacs. Full blue. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's always good to get a black and white picture of lilac. Sure is. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> So uh, mine are May 29th, so there you go. It's never changed. It could be lilacs or it could be brush. We don't know with the black and white photo. So uh, I'm looking at this <laughs> Taste of Minnesota website. It sounds like everybody's going to be sequestered and fenced in. Oh, it is. Mall. Oh, for the party on the 4th. From Yeah, from Washington all the way down to 5th. Yeah. Is um, it? Is because, it a, okay. Go ahead, Chris. So I was just, is, is it still a free event, Kenny? Yeah, it's free. I believe it is. I think you got to pay for food, don't you? Yeah, but yeah. why would you have it fenced off? Then is it just merely for security purposes? I can't see anything about fences, but I'm seeing language like no outside food or beverages may be brought into. Gotcha. Um, all persons and bags are subject to search upon entry. Um, and words like inside the Taste of Minnesota, no weapons of any type allowed in Taste of Minnesota. They'll, they'll put up the snow fences to keep yeah, everybody? Yeah, I don't know, Matt. I don't know. Well, yeah, like good they, question. Like they did at Grand Ole's Day, they put you in a corral. Yeah, you're right, the orange. And they pen you in, and then there's a guy with a whip. And, oh, hey, they get out of Stay back in the fence. Uh, cattle stay prod. back. Cattle prod. Hmm. Do you still have that, here's today's environmental statistic? Yes. I, I need to hear that. That I was high-quality production. It was. It was really Before good. Before you play that, Joe, have you heard of any of these bands? Uh, the Steels. Uh, no. The Fabulous well, yeah. Armadillos. Yeah, the yes. Steels are... Um, Is that the gal that yeah. I'm thinking of? The local gal. Yeah. Molly Mayer and her disbelievers. No. Third Eye Blind. Yep. Yes. Uh, Papa Shalita and Friends. Nope. Nope. White Iron Band? Yes. Yes. We had them on at the fair. Oh, you're Uncle, right. We did. We've had them on at the fair. Hmm. Uncle Cracker. Oh. Mm, it's ringing wow. a bell, yeah. but I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying, sure. Um, Is that the band you want at the fourth? Uncle Cracker? Yeah. I don't know. That's a funny name to me, These though. are the bands you're talking about. He had a function. massive he, head. <laughs> crackers, when it's over, right? No, that's... that's uh, love the same. No, that's not him. And finally, a guy named Big Boy, spelled B-O-I. And uh, he's from Outcast. Outcast, yeah. Big boy. Yeah. Boy. 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 That's the lineup, huh? That's the lineup. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Can I have today's environmental statistics? Here's today's environmental statistics. High quality production. It re you, you went out of your way, Rook. Mm -hmm. It really, And that also has the voice of the late, great Bob Lang, who yep. we just lost recently. Right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I only bring this up because there is nothing for certain in this article, and yet is pre is presented on the propaganda page of today's Star Tribune, <laughs> that uh, we're all going to be in trouble and we're going to die now because there's a giant pile of logs tra trapping millions of tons of carbon in Canada. And, uh, okay, I read this, uh, and it turns out 
that uh, some of this wood, this, these logs, have been sitting for more than a millennium. Hmm. But uh, somebody finally found them and said, hey, there's something new we can be worried about. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so they found these logs, and they've been protected from decay by the deep freeze and the tightly packed logs, which are carried northward by the Mackenzie River above the Arctic Circle. Ooh. See? And, but now there's warming, see? And what happens if these logs break up and begin to deteriorate? They're going to emit too much carbon into the atmosphere. It's another reason we're all going to die and have to drive an electric car. Legitimate concern. Right. It really is. And what we learn here is that they don't understand the factor of why this might happen. Uh, Not all carbon stores are resilient to rising temperatures, although some may break down quickly when pushed too hard. They don't know. Thawing permafrost starts melting slowly, but then melts rapidly, leading to fears of massive releases of carbon into the atmosphere and a problem that builds on itself. Scientists are racing. They're scurrying. They're, they're, they're all in Maseratis. They're racing to map how much carbon is trapped in the wood in the Arctic. Well, but they tell you they think it's uh, millions of tons of carbon. Ah, but they're racing they really to, to really try to figure that out. <laughs> and uh, they don't know how much climate change will impact the release of that carbon, yet we're supposed to be hysterical here. We don't have a big understanding, (laughs) systemically, about other large wood deposits. Uh, This is one of the so-called scientists saying this. The massive accumulation of wood that she, her name is Sandrowski. Uh, Where's she from? Let me uh, find it. She's from communist. <laughs> she's from Alicia, she's Alicia Sandrowski, a researcher at Michigan Tech University who led the study. Led right. the right. study where we're racing. You know, fifty years ago, they w- they couldn't get out of a college class without a D for something like this, because the the teacher would have said. Well, you this, haven't demonstrated anything. Right. What the hell have you done? No, what they've done, what I loved about this piece is they've demonstrated how little they know. They don't know a damn they, thing. They actually admit it. Well, a, a lot of this is just BS. A, and you can see in words that they've used, I actually got out my highlighter and I started highlighting some of these words. Yeah. In some cases, yeah. the wood has been sitting for more than a millennium. Right. A millennium. Like you said, the log jam may be at risk of breaking up. Um, uh, Not all carbon stores, like you read this, are resilient to rising temperatures, though, and some may break down more quickly. We don't have a big understanding systematically about other large woods. No, no, the word isn't even systematically. It's a word that doesn't make sense. We don't have a big understanding systemically about other large wood deposits. What the hell does that mean? (laughs) What the hell does that mean? I don't know. I'm giving you a D, lady, and you're calling yourself a prof. (laughs) And then um, some of the wood they found 1,500 years Years old? Oh no! Wait, is that fifteen or thirteen? Thirteen hundred years, years old. So, or should we have been worried about this for thirteen hundred <laughs> right. years? Hell yes. Right. Or Hell some yes. of it is seventy years old. 
<laughs> it's just catching up to the pile. She still isn't sure whether the log jam is losing carbon faster than it is accumulating. It's unbelievable. <laughs> One question she hopes to answer is the wood's average age. Yeah. Which would give a more precise sense that's, of the length and time of the log jam trapping there, carbon before releasing it. There you it. go. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> and she wants to quantify the wood she can't see in an aerial imagery. We don't have a measurement of what is buried, what is submerged, what is under canopy yeah. cover. Yeah. And the time scale of the decay, she said, will help better get at the carbon storage potential of the system. Lady, you're full of B's and B's as an S, and I know you got to eat, so you do this B's. But, lady, you're telling me uh, a north of the Arctic Circle. Wood has been jamming at the outflow of the Mackenzie River for about 15, 1,300 years. And now you finally decided to, to uh, postulate that that might be a problem. You're what, nuts. Do you people think we're taking you seriously? Are you people crazy? Joe, it could be released into the atmosphere. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Well, sure. The headline should read, uh, we don't know S. That's what the headline right. should read. <laughs> There's a picture of her here. Michigan Tech log jam researcher. There's yeah. a log. You can get a job now as a log jam researcher. I don't but want that. Wasn't that the movie playing in Big Lebowski? I believe I think, so. I think it was log jam. Yeah. Log jamming, yes. Alicia Stendowski demonstrated how massive the pile of logs in northern, Cal northern Canada appears. Why, I bet it's the size of 50 million boxes of paper clips that could fill 48 Olympic-sized swimming pools. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, exactly. Because the earth is really tiny. Yeah. Just tiny. It's just tiny. And here's some wood at the end of the Mackenzie that's River. That's going to bring us. If that's what's going to bring us down, I'm ready we're to go. Screwed. I'm yeah. No, I'm ready to go. Uh, here we go. Let's go. Death by wood. Bunga <laughs> bunga. Also, first, in the bunga bunga. Oh, you know, come on, people. Come on. That was a fun piece. That I really fun. enjoyed it. That yeah. was a fun real knee piece. slapper. <laughs> was a knee slapper. You got all kinds of wood up there. Okay. Um, based on our interview with uh, Julie, yeah. we have Joe who's listening to the Garage Logic live stream. Yes. Hey, guys, listening to the live stream, just heard Julie telling her story. It's really sad, but I think Minnesota is on the fast track to what's going on here. I'm in San Francisco for work this week. This morning, I went to Subway to grab a sandwich for breakfast. As I walked out, there were several homeless people on the sidewalk. One of them started walking towards me. He was pointing at me and yelling, you're a baby killer. I guess he doesn't like sandwiches. He poked me in the chest and said it again. It really wasn't a big deal to me. I just kept walking. But I certainly would not want my kids or any female in my family there. Had they been with me, it would have gotten very ugly. I was then reading the local newspaper online as I ate my subway in the lobby of the hotel and reading that a 1,200-square-foot house just sold for $2.8 million. Is this what the people of Minnesota really want? Just keep modeling the state after this one, and you're going to get what you deserve. Joe from Little Elm, Texas. He's exactly right. Mm -hmm. That's where we're that's where we're heading. Mm -hmm. uh, Bill Stein writes, I've been pondering what I can do or maybe can't do with the less than generous $260 rebate from Emperor Walls designed to extend the peasants of his fiefdom. I can't purchase a quarter beef from Grunhofer's. A new scooter from EcoFun, a prepaid funeral from Mueller Memorial, or even a year of Mosquito Shield. Mm. 
After a careful consideration, the best thing I can do with this unexpected windfall is to spend it on a year's membership to the town council and a bag of Aquaside pellets. There we go. <laughs> Good luck. See you soon on the town council. Well, that town council is not going to cost you 260 bucks. And I, I would say if you walked into Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, okay. Billy... With 260 bucks, you could leave with a lot of good Car meat. Load. You could leave with some good meat. Grunhofer's beef is Minnesota-grown beef for Minnesota's farmers. Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats on in Hugo, just north of Highway, just north of Hugo on Highway 61, and in Forest Lake, just east of Interstate 35 on 97. Over 140 flavors of brats, including the world-famous gummy brat, town ball meatloaf, rookie burgers. But what we've told you, that's just the tip of the iceberg. This is a meat emporium. Mm -hmm. Chicken, pork chops, pork shoulders, uh, whatever you need to make beef, uh, stew, and soups, and whatever you, you know, those big soup bones. Yep. Can you, can't you get those at Grunhofer's? You can get, uh, yes, and you can get those big Wagyu ribeyes. Ooh, ooh. I mean, uh-huh. that's serious stuff. So, yeah, take your take your Emperor Walls rebate check <laughs> to Grunhofer's. Cash, I'm going to need all that. You could, you, mm-hmm. could, you could take your Emperor Walls repay, rebate check minus the 10 bucks to join the town council. And you'd have 250 bucks to spend at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned okay. Meats, and you will not be disappointed. Especially, uh, well, think of the double-smoked hams and the thick-cut double-smoked bacon and all of that Minnesota beef, beef for Minnesota's farmers. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Tri-State Bobcat in Little Canada, Hudson, Burnsville and soon to be St. Croix Falls have uh, two Toro Time Cutter Zero Turn mowers on sale right now that are really worth looking into. The Toro 54 inch Time Cutter with the My Ride suspension, that's like riding on a cloud, a magic carpet. It's amazing. It's 400, uh, excuse me, $4,899, but the Toro rebate, $200, and then a Tri State Bobcat rebate, another $200 gives you a final price of $4,299. The other one, the Toro 50-inch time cutter, $38.99. You minus the $100 instant rebate for a final price of $37.99, but there's a whole bunch of warranty thrown on that. That price includes the Tri-State Bobcat special five-year warranty and a Toro Total Care warranty extension, a total value of $460. That Total Care extension... That allows for coverage for pickup and delivery within 25 miles and up to a 30% reimbursement deal on covered maintenance items from Toro. So to sum it up, an amazing Toro zero-turn 50-inch time cutter at a good price with a whole bunch of warranty. You'll never have to buy another mower again. Tri-State Bobcat, they've got the Metro covered, Hudson, Little Canada, Burnsville. They've got Oatana covered at Mankey's Equipment, and look for Tri-State Bobcat opening soon. Highway 8 in St. Croix Falls. On the web, tristatebobcat.com. It is the season, as we joke, but uh, it's no joke if your air conditioning unit wasn't working properly last year. You're going to probably lean on it this week because it's going to get up there in temperature-wise. And you want to go trust a place to either uh, work on it that has a history. 
not somebody that's been in business with the funny vans and a quick jingle for the last five years. Welterheating.com. Please visit that website. Make an appointment. Don't screw around with your air conditioning unit if it's making funny noises. They have 100, 100 years of experience, and they're right there in Minneapolis. Four generations of welters working right there. Check out their website. There are some things that you might find you can fix on your own, and you don't have to call them out. Now, 612-825-6867 is the phone number. If you want to go old school, there will be a human that answers that telephone. Otherwise, you can make an appointment online. Go to welterheating.com. When it's 95 degrees out and it's humid, you're going to need your air conditioner. Make sure it's working properly by going to welterheating.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Sushil. Okay, you have to stay tuned here. There's a special announcement after this special announcement from Maple Grove Lock and Safe. The Memorial Day sale continues through tomorrow, the 31st, on select Liberty Safes at the showroom, 6901 East Fish Lake Road, Maple Grove. And with every on-sale safe purchase. Every safe that's on sale, you get a safe alert device that allows you to monitor your safe from your phone. It's about $119 value. Okay, it's the USA series of Liberty Safes. Some pretty drastic markdowns right now. The USA 36 markdown $369.99. The USA 50 in textured black is marked down $419.99. And the USA 50 in gloss white or gray marked down $519.99 for Maple. And remember, uh, Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe throwing in that safe alert device with every USA safe on sale from Liberty. Feel free to stop in and visit with Rich, the owner. Be sure to ask him about delivery and installation. Maple Grove Lock and Safe, like I said, 6901 East Fish Lake Road and on the web at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. And now the special announcement for you GLers that love stopping in. Today or tomorrow, Rich is offering 20% off any in-stock safe that is not already on sale. So you got these safes over here. They're on sale. But then you have the rest of the store over here. They're not on sale. But wait, no, they're marked 20% off. That ought to get you to get the checkbook out, huh? That's a pretty damn good deal. And it's all from maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Rook? Well, keep the stats. I already asked you to. What do you got? Now I got a new thing for you to find. Okay. Dr. Philip A. Fields. Philip and Fields, just the way they sound. Dr. Philip A. Fields. Uh, it should pop up uh, uh, as a as in the College of Medicine at the University of South Alabama. Yes. All right. He has written the following, and it's leading me to a thought. Okay. Uh, an emailer sent me this, and, and leading, uh, leading the email is a picture of what I can only describe as a mammoth piece of machinery with cat written on it. So I suppose it's made by Caterpillar. Right? Okay, sure. Mammoth piece of machinery with humans standing in front of it. The humans don't come, uh, come to about a third of the way up of the tires. Look at the size of this machine. Holy, Holy cow. cow. Yep. That's an earth mover, huh? Yeah, it's a, yeah. A machine like this is required to move 500 tons of earth, which will be refined into one lithium car battery. It burns 900 to 1,000 gallons of fuel in a 12-hour shift, this machine. <laughs> okay. 
Lithium is refined from ore using sulfuric acid. The proposed lithium mine at Thacker Pass, Nevada, is expected to require up to 75 semi-loads of sulfuric acid a day. The acid does not turn into unicorn food. Refining lithium has created several EPA Superfund sites. It is very toxic to the environment. <laughs> and wow. I think it needs to be gone through again. Uh, <sighs> a battery in an electric car, let's say an average Tesla, is made of 25 pounds of lithium, okay. 60 pounds of nickel, 44 pounds of manganese, 30 pounds of cobalt, and 200 pounds of copper, 400 pounds of aluminum, steel, and plastic, averaging 700 and one, 750 to 1,000 pounds of minerals that have to be mined and processed into a battery that merely stores electricity. Electricity, which is generated by oil, gas, coal, or water, and a tiny fraction of wind and solar. This is the truth of, of green energy. So... You looked up how many cars are sold in the world every year. Yes. And you come up with what? Uh, a projection for 2023 is 70.8 million. 70.8 million. Is it possible now, let's just use the figure 750. Uh, can, you, can you times that by 750, which would give us the weight of all the batteries required oh if we were going to electrify all the cars in the world. Okay, so what's my figure? Well, it says it takes between 750 and 1,000 pounds of minerals to make the battery. So we'll just say 750. Fine. Times. Uh, is, I couldn't do it because there's how not How many electric cars are there? Well, we're not doing that because what the... Okay, you're, just trying, you're saying what would the conversion be right. if we went right. entirely with electric? Because Biden is so going to forbid you to buy a gas car. California is going to forbid you to buy a... Stellantis is already withdrawing a lot of shipments of their gas-powered cars to California. Really? Mm -hmm. It'll be tough to buy a Jeep in California. Huh. You can go buy it in Utah, but then, you know... Or Nevada. Right. right. Gotcha. The, the point being, it's going to be an overwhelming. Yeah, it's my, going to be a ridiculous number. Wait, I actually just tabulated that, and I have that figure right here. Imagine a future, the freight trucks that deliver bread and milk to our grocery store <sighs> shelves and the buses that take children Okay, to thank you. Here's your number, 750. Yeah. Is it trillions? Uh, yeah, times, let's say, 70. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to because it's, you know It's what? a lot. It's a lot. It is, let's see, that is 50, uh, 53,100,000,000 pounds. And I don't know how to put this in context. Maybe the weight of oil required to fuel uh, <laughs> 22 million cars weighs the same. I, I, I don't know. But here, here's what occurs to me. <clears throat> John Fram sent me an email. I didn't read it, but I just saw the headline, and I got to thinking. <clears throat> Why are we abandoning things that work? That's right. a great point. Right. <laughs> Why? What? Why are we fixing stuff that ain't broken? We're fixing something that isn't broken, and we're fixing it in a way that may very well, if, if your concern is the earth, you may very well be doing the earth considerably more harm by these mining exercises to get lithium, nickel, manganese, cobalt, and copper 
than you are to drill for oil. So who stands to profit greatly from all of this? That's one thing we need to get a better handle on. We, we haven't been following the money enough who stands to benefit by the world moving to electric cars. Miners stand to benefit. The people who own mines, maybe the countries that own mines. But the average guy on the street doesn't stand to benefit by the electrification of the automobile fleet. No. And don't tell me they'll benefit by cleaner air, which is utter nonsense. The machine used to ferret the lithium out of the ground, well, you don't even get lithium. You have to, you have to leach it off other minerals, right? Right. With, well, with sulfuric acid. What was right. the line about the acid to it? Doesn't turn it into doesn't unicorn food? It doesn't turn into food? unicorn food. <laughs> It's, it's dreadful for right. the environment. It's awful. It's, it's, and so, but, you know, 12 years ago, we've abandoned things at work. 12 years ago, the Julies of Minneapolis, I would say 99 and 9 tenths percent of the time could walk from wherever she lives to a, to a theater production at the Guthrie and not get mugged. Right. But in 12 years, we've abandoned what works, arrest, prosecution, consequences and punishment for crime. Yep. Those three idiots that attacked her, uh, the police will do their job. They'll probably arrest her if they got a license plate number, which she said uh, 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 people around her got the license plate number that was given to the police. These, these thugs will probably be found. They'll probably have a record as long as your arm. Right. They'll get arrested, and Mary Moriality will say their brains aren't developed yeah. yet no, and turn them back out onto yeah. the street. That doesn't work. Why have we abandoned that which works to bring about the mystery? To bring about the mystery, I might even add, it is almost a it is almost required that you abandon things that work. Yeah, gas that's a cars theme. that's a theme. Gas cars work. They're cleaner than they've ever been. You, are, you want to get rid of that which works and replace it by this incredible process just to come up with the batteries. Okay, I, I'll never be converted. Uh, I'm too set in my ways to buy into the nonsense that this is the way to go. It doesn't make any sense to me. The, uh, the big buzzword that started a few years ago and for whatever reason has been viewed positive is change. I want to be part of change. But no. we're changing yeah. for for no reason. Right. right. To make it things worse. You're changing uh, things that work. I blame everything on the DSA, the Democratic Socialist of America. Who are hmm. gaining power, by the way, in Minneapolis. There was a front page Dave Oreck piece uh, in the Sunday Tribune about the foothold the DSA has gained in Minneapolis. I, it, correct me, Kenny, if you've got the piece in front of you, but five council seats, I think, they yeah. have? Yeah. And, and yeah. who's the guy that rested away the DFL endorsement from Andrea Jenkins? Uh, it was that little guy, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, Stevenson? Yes. And these guys, these people that get the DFL endorsement, are are not the DFLers of your parents' era. These are DSA 
people. Yeah. But is Soren that Stevenson? Soren Stevenson. Soren Stevenson. Yeah, that's or a good Stevenson. answer for here. Stevenson. Oh, but what's the answer for the entire United States? I, uh, that we're going to. Is it the same thing? Yeah. Well, d when Bernie Sanders identified as a de democratic socialist, it gave the local level activists the cachet they needed to seek endorsements. And they're winning those endorsements in Minneapolis. If you read their, uh, what's the word I want? Their manifesto? Or <laughs> yeah, their, that's close enough. Okay, that's, manifesto. that's a good word, yeah. yeah, they, yeah, want, yeah. they don't want police and they don't <laughs> want people in prison. Right. Okay, that doesn't work. Nope. Why are you changing that which works to that which doesn't work? They're redistributionists who are basically extraordinarily lazy people who wish to live off the fruits of others. Mm -hmm. And they're winning political office to bring this about. And in wishing but, to live off the fruits of others, they're committing horrible, horrible sins for the population at large by their, uh, by their distrust of police and their, their anger that we have uh, a bail system and an anger that we have a jail system. They but how do that they, to happen. How do they benefit <laughs> from this love of battery-operated cars? How are they benefiting? The Democratic Socialists of America. Well, they think that they're protecting the mother. But back to your other point, though, Joe, is the the number of people that are growing that want to be able to to live off the fruits of others. That's that's that crowd is getting a lot bigger than our crowd, don't oh, you I think? Oh, it is, and it's yeah. growing by the, by the day. And that's why you you guys were asking during the break how how is this happening? It's because this crowd of people that simply just don't want to work hard for what they earn. That crowd is growing. By the minute. Think of all the things that worked that have been debased. Uh, it worked to have discipline in schools. They don't have discipline anymore. Not anymore. It worked to turn in your re book report on time. That worked. <laughs> yep. Now you, you didn't get it done? Well, here's five or six... Uh, reasons you can get excused from that and then get it to us Never. when you get a chance. Yeah, but that yeah. doesn't work. Here is a story out of Texas. Is this the teacher that enforced the rules? Yeah. <laughs> Here's a superintendent who enforced the rules. Got this from Joe in Texas. Uh, what is it here? A high school commencement ceremony in Texas was called off after the district found only five of 33 prospective graduates were eligible to cross the stage. <laughs> Marlin High School, about 125 miles south of Dallas, had been set to pass out diplomas this Thursday. In announcing the ceremony postponement, Super, Daryl Henson said that students in his district will be held to the same high standard as any other student in Texas. We maintain expectations, not as an imposition, but as a show of faith in our students' abilities, Hansen said. Superintendent Hansen and his staff audited student files this past weekend to, five, to find only five kids were eligible to graduate. Wow. <laughs> what? Yes, five District spokesperson Leah wow. Wayne told NBC Jesus. News, the ineligibility stemmed from a myriad of reasons, including 
failing grades, attendance, verification, documentation issues. They found deficiencies with the data compared to where they felt it should be, Wayne said. That's why they afforded the students some additional time. They made the decision to postpone graduation so that more students would be able to fix some of these issues. So they're cutting the students slack. Hmm. But it's at least a, a ray of hope that they didn't go through with a fake graduation. <laughs> Five kids. Five kids. Five. Hey, nice job, Tigers. Students wow. in the district. Wait, wait, wait. You know what Rook and I could say in that case? Hey. We finished in the top five of our graduating I was, class. I was a fifth in my class. <laughs> Despite any inconvenience or embarrassment caused by the postponement, school officials insisted the decision was made in the best interests of students in the system. That's been a mainstay of this administration, that we're not going to cut corners. The school district was a failing, was failing. That's part of the reason why this audit was taken. The rescheduled graduation date has not been set. Mm. Well, good for you people. You're going back to what works. Uh, The natural assimilation of kids growing up worked. That's all been blown out of the water by social media. That doesn't work. Yep, I agree with that. That doesn't work. We take everything that works... And we tear it apart and introduce something that doesn't work. Now, you can say, well, an electric car works, you idiot. You get in it and turn it on and go. It it works. They work. They work at what expense do they work? Uh, Again, I'm sure some euphorian climate change hysterians are probably saying, well, you idiot, you don't even know what oil weighs. uh, You know, there's as much weight of oil used as a weight of minerals. Yeah, but you're not destroying the earth. You're not sending 12-year-olds into a mine. Do they not know? And would they change their mind if they did know? I don't know that 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 electric the electric vehicles have really caught on with the elites, with pretty much white urban people of means, and so what they're doing they think is sending these virtuous signals that we're ahead of the curve. Look at us trying to save the earth. You idiots! You don't even know what you're doing. Why don't you do some homework before you buy one of these POSs? <laughs> That that includes you, Garofalo. He was happy with his electric. Oh, that's right. He got. He got. What about me? I know you are a big fan of it. I'm going to fill it up with fifty pounds of dope. Are you? You were at the Capitol today. Are you at the ceremony for the signing of the legal marijuana? I'll sign it. You've really pushed for that. I'll sign it and I'll smoke it. Yeah, because you use it for uh, medicinal purposes. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So, well, you've you. What's your reason? I, I thought it actually changed your wife's life, didn't it? it yeah. Made, made, so? Uh, do what now? You don't have to be confrontative, confrontational. To be, I, was, I do. I'm in the lion's den. I'm kind of David. on your side. I'm, I'm, hey, <laughs> I'm on your side here, Gov. All right. It really helped Terry, from what I understand. Yes. It really did. With what? Illness. I, that's none of my business, but I mean. It's none it, of your business. Well, I mean, did seriously help? You know? Her? 
Yeah. All right. Never mind talking to you. You, you know, obviously wish to be confrontational. I'm seeing and not a friendly. I, no, I don't. Yeah, you are. I, I, I do, but I'm not now. I can't. I you're, can't do it all. You're being mean. I can't carry your show. You don't have to. <laughs> You, hey, know, you weren't listening. I don't even last listen week. to you. Drag this show hey, into I the ground. I don't listen to your show, but that Garofalo guy you had on, yeah. he had some good things to say. <laughs> I, lo- I really enjoyed uh, hearing about uh, him. Okay, I didn't I'm hear sure. him directly. Yeah, you got a garage door? Yes. Does it work? I got two. Why? <laughs> I just want to know when they're in tip-top shape because if they're not, I want you to get a hold of Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. You ain't getting the code. No, I don't want the code. You know, one, but two, three, four. Even for Whoops. you. Well, here's what you'd have to do, Governor. Uh-oh. You'd have to call them or get a hold of them and tell them you're a GLer. And I, then you'd get a 25-point safety inspection. Well, this might capture you I for would, free. I would for that. Okay, for free. How so many points? 25 points. I thought you said 84 the other day no. when I wasn't listening to the podcast. <laughs> No. I think you said 85. No, that they check. It's $85. Okay. It's an $85 uh, fee that they waive if you're Is a GL. Is this all cold copy for you? <laughs> but they Is this have, your first ad? But you only have a today and tomorrow. This offer concludes at the end of May for GLers getting hold of Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. My new garage door people, they'll spot a problem before you wind up trapped with your car in the garage that won't open because the door is broken. And again, for this month of May, this service is free. If you identify as a GLer, it's an $85 value, no purchase necessary, and they're not trying to sell you anything. That's a freebie. They are available 24-7. They don't charge extras for weekends. It's Precision Garage Door, serving the metro and western Wisconsin. Precision Garage Door, they fix garage doors correctly, and they do it the first time. Get help online at precisiondoormn.com. Big event coming up from the GLers at DK Mags in June. DK Mags is providing a Sig Sauer Try Before You Buy event at the Metro Gun Club on June 3rd from 10 to 5 p.m. Sig Sauer will have a lane at Metro Gun Club and playing for DK Mags customers to try a number of Sig rifles and pistols. Along with this one-day-only event, DK Mags will also be offering 10% off on Sig Sauer firearms and accessories and 15% off Sig ammo. And Saturday will be the last day to qualify for the $60 Sig Sauer web store promotion. And if that's not enough, DK Mags will be giving away a Metro Gun Club pistol membership. Just sign up when you try a Sig Sauer on June 3rd. And when you visit DK Mags, be sure to sign up for a chance to win a second membership. Remember, all of the same pricing available at their other location, Monticello Pond and Gun. DK Mags is on Old 8 in New Brighton and on the web. They're at dkmags.com. Minnesota Masonic Charities, MN Masonic charities.org they've been on board with garage logic they want to get the word out they have so many things that they help the young people the old people everybody you know these guys got together in 2006 they all came together and they came one operation and they're doing the work of the people right now and the scholarship program they have it's a great deal i've got a little snippet of jessica krugrud a student at metropolitan state university and respiratory therapist at masonic children's hospital nominated her co-worker lexi calocono a business student at university of wisconsin green bay for her selfless and compassionate care for the patients she takes for takes care of 
Lexi is the mother of four who sacrifices time with her own children to take care of children at the hospital. Jessica describes Lexi as the brightest star in a galaxy of bright stars at the Masonic Children's Hospital. It's stuff like that where people are noticing the good in people and they're promoting it. And that's what Minnesota Masonic Charities is doing. If you'd like to learn more about this fantastic operation that I'm proud to be the mouthpiece for, go to mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. Oregon. Let them know. You heard it on Garage Logic. <clears throat> this guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. The crew at Aim High Construction will make your vision a reality. That's what they do. They're in the business of designing custom, gorgeous spaces where your life happens every day. And they can handle your interior or exterior needs, residential, commercial. And it includes everything related to construction. Chris, the owner, he's 100% committed to your 100% satisfaction. His team also just as dedicated to superior craftsmanship and customer satisfaction. And when you work with these guys and gals, you can expect prompt, professional, and courteous service from a very experienced crew. And they work with all the leading brands. That means you're going to have high-performing solutions to your project that are going to last a long time. And the crew is amazing. From startup to final cleanup, it's a very enjoyable experience. You get that bid ball rolling right now. Do it today. Get on the horn. Uh, get on the computer. Aim High Construction, MN.com. Set up a meeting to discuss your plans. That's Aim High Construction, MN.com. Things are so bad in Minnesota. How, How bad are they? Charles Mantufel writes from Vietnam that he says, after listening, we've decided to stay in Vietnam long term. Wow. And have a young buffalo girl on the way. I don't know what that means, a young buffalo girl on the way. Maybe maybe the missus is with child, and maybe that's a, a cultural thing there. I don't know. Not sure. I have no idea. He likes the fact that we've developed a, G, a DGAF attitude as of late, and the show keeps getting better. DGAF. Right. Don't give a bleep. Right. Yeah. Man, he's he's writing from Saigon, and they're staying there. Well, <laughs> we ain't going back. <laughs> My, how the times have changed, huh? Do you know now, uh, I didn't know this was official. Although, but... really quick, wasn't somebody came on the show to talk to us about, a do seriously, a documentary about and how beautiful it is now? Wasn't that on this show? Well, when, uh, when Kevin, the... Kevin Spacey? No. <laughs> it is. Uh... Hey, he's over there for a different reason. I got you. Do you know that uh, we now have... Okay. Uh, I'm going to look it up. I know I remember that. Let's see. State lawmakers mm -hmm. uh, in this past session, they set aside $4 million. For? What purpose, Joe? In the transportation budget bill uh, to provide a maximum rebate of 1500 bucks, up to 75% of the value of a new electric bike. And it's scaled based on your income. So the more you earn, the less I will pay for your bike. Or you as a taxpayer will pay for my bike. I don't want to buy anybody's bike. 
For a family earning 125 grand a year or more, the most they can get back is up to a grand on the purchase hmm. of an e-bike. Okay. This will be I mean, good news okay, out. This will be good news for EcoFund, won't right. it? Minnesota's program also reserves 40% of funding for people earning less than the state's immediate income, about 78 grand for a married couple, or 41 grand for a single filer. And these rebates, uh, according to our legislators, who are all wise, that could be the deciding factor for people who've been on the fence mm, when it comes okay. to getting an, an e-bike. Uh, uh, if you're going to get one, by the way, get it at EcoFun and Forest Lake because they're the e-bike experts. So They're not even scheduled today, but I'm going to tell you that. Wait, I'm very confused. I go out and buy an e-bike? Right. And the government? You, you and me, are going to supply a rebate to the people who buy an e-bike e-bike based on their income level. But if I buy an e-bike, uh-huh. it's just to, you know, ride it out to the mailbox. Yeah, and you'd get a rebate. Or go for a, a bike ride. Right. In, in, instead of pedaling, i just twist the throttle. Calif- how, how is the world benefiting from me getting an e-bike? Well, you're saving the earth. No, he wouldn't but, be saving the earth. No, because it's either a pedal-powered bike and, well, or an here, here, Well, here's bike. how the world would benefit. It would get you out of your car. But it would That's wouldn't. how they look at it. Well, of course but it wouldn't. But, it wouldn't. But that's their rationale. Under no circumstances would it. Well, maybe you'll be a bit surprised to learn this, Kenny. Rebates are becoming more common across the country. Several states and cities have either recently adopted or proposed different incentives to help people purchase e-bikes. Uh, well, where's the money coming from for these the incentives? Taxpayers. Taxpayers. We got piles of money. Me? Me? Yes. I'm calling it huh. the year of the e-bike in that we're really at the tipping point in which we're seeing a significant number of states and cities exploring and pursuing in place e-bike incentives to bring down the cost of the bikes, said John MacArthur, a researcher with the Transportation Research and Education Center at Portland State University. Okay. A big motivation for the incentive programs. Here it is. It's right here. All right. Right all right. Here. I'm listening. Well, I got no notebook ready. To get people, is to get people out of cars and onto bikes, said MacArthur, who studied oh. e-bikes for the past decade. And that has health benefits. It reduces greenhouse gas emissions. So 40% of the trips that e-bikers take are substituting a car trip. Hmm. So, in essence, what they're saying is that their plan, their earlier plan to just get us out of our cars and onto bicycles and maybe walking... That plan was a failure, and that was a bad idea. So now we're going to do it for e-bikes. You know what's you know what's happening? Yeah, you know what's happening? It's happening. It's no, going to hell. You, I'm, no, I'm going to tell you what's happening. The legislators we have either don't have the courage to say what they're really developing is the 15-minute city. Explain. The 15-minute city, we've seen it develop in in the U.K. and Germany, where uh, these people who lead us, because they're not good people, they want us us confined to 15 minutes of distance. Work, uh, school, Mm, groceries, restaurants. They want 15-minute cities. Uh, 15 minutes walking or biking or 15 minutes in my vehicle? 
because well, I had that when I lived there. I was less than 15 from work. I was less than 15 from the Home Depot or the Sears store or wherever I needed to go. But that was all on the vehicle. Okay, this is all off the top of my head because I don't trust any of them. So what I'm what I'm attempting to to speculate here is that what's at the heart of everything that they're fixing that wasn't broken is an effect is in is an effort to bring about a minimalization of your ability to move freely, whether it's by car or electric bike or walking. Well, no, they wouldn't mind you could walk everywhere. Uh, There's really nothing they could present to you to prevent that. But what they're really doing, if they create 15-minute cities, is they will have limits on your ability to leave the 15-minute segment. Mm -hmm. May I ask a question about this? Let's say I go through with the rebate program, Mm -hmm. and I get myself an And I want you to do it only at EcoFund. And that's where I will go. Right. And inevitably, when I'm living in the city of Minneapolis, it will get stolen. Um, Do I qualify then for a second rebate? That's a good point. You know, is it just a one-come-one-come-all kind of a situation? Well, no, Mary Moriality would say that whoever took your e-bike deserved it. Because they needed it more than I did. (laughs) More than you did. Okay, okay, fair. Right. Right. So I would qualify then for a second rebate. Uh, I would imagine you would. Okay. Yeah, because the goal again is to get you out of a car. I see. So, but I it's to me it smells, it smells rotten. Something something's rotten in Denmark. It smells like the fifteen minute city BS, where they really clamp down on you, and uh, you could you could face some sort of <laughs> reprimand by going beyond your fifteen minutes. <clears throat> To the point where... How are you supposed to get up to the lake? Well, during well, uh, COVID. Thank yeah, thank you. D- during COVID, didn't this happen where <clears throat> someone wasn't even allowed to get back inside their own uh, townhouse community? Uh, uh, they said, I, I live here. Yeah, but you're outside mm, of your yeah, restricted area. Yeah, you went area. outside, so quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I, I don't think the 15-minute people can see beyond 15 minutes. I, no. I don't think they saw what happened in this country yesterday. Right. Uh, I came home through Wisconsin from Indianapolis yesterday, and it was the eastbound lanes, the going towards Chicago, right, bumper to bumper, right, elbow to elbow, right, from Baldwin to Chicago. All the Illinois people with cabins in northern Wisconsin. It was absolute gridlock on eastbound 94. That was westbound. From Baldwin, Wisconsin to Chicago. Right. And there were points where it was stopped. Eastbound traffic was stopped. What about westbound? Westbound, not bad. I think the slowest I got down to was 50 a couple of times, but most of the time it was, you know, right up around 85 or so. (laughs) Good luck with the troopers. Yeah, we were moving along at a, at a nice clip but they're not seeing what the entire world is doing on holiday weekends or any given weekend for that matter well like we said earlier talking about uh, the city council people in minneapolis or oh i got news for you i know someone who's been very active in opposing the summit avenue Bike plan. Okay. How's right? that working out? And she uh, said that she went to the last meeting where the city council people spoke. Mitra Jalali spoke. But most of the time she was just looking at her phone. Sure. Uh, but she spoke with absolute disdain of the people opposing. Uh, of course. Okay. And, of said, course. and said those people are colonialists. Yep. 
No, they're just people that live on Summit wow. that pay high property. No, 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 Matthew, no, Matthew, Matthew they're, they're quite privileged. They're That's, evil white people. They're living on stolen ground. Yep. Oh, my God. Well, that was said, too, at the meeting. Those mansions on Summit are on Native American land. Dear God. Right. And you uh, wonder why your city's going down. The entire country is on Native oh, right. American <laughs> land. The entire country. Right. The entire country. Yeah. And all of Canada. But we're going to make an exception. For Summit Avenue. And South America. <laughs> and Africa. Wow. You colonialists. Okay, so let me, let me, let me, uh, puzzle me this, Poindexter. Uh, <laughs> what is, what, I can't put myself in her mind because her mind is very small and there's no room for me. What, what how does making a bike path <laughs> erase the sins of colonialism? I can't answer that question. I'm, I can't either. What what does that have to do Doesn't with have, anything? It shouldn't nothing. even be a question that has that to be is, asked. They're not even in the same ballpark. It's, it's not no, analogous. No. There's no. no it's not no. causing of colonialism did not result in there being no bike paths. Right. <clears throat> you know why? Let me start off with two words. What are they? Made in America. That's, the funny that's, thing is, that's three. We need less trees over there, but we definitely need more trees over in North Minneapolis. Well, we're going to have a tree inequity problem on Summit. They'll have grounds for inequ inequity, tree inequity. Yeah, they're going to blow them all out. <laughs> Vice President Harris, can you tell me why? Colonialism led to less bike paths. Yeah, <laughs> she should just answer no. No, I have no, no idea. I have, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm Isn't too that stupid. Something? Isn't that something? It's just amazing. It the, the, it's stupidity. My God. Fifteen minute cities. That's what they're up to. That's well, like you're these. just a colonialist. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the hell that means. What does that mean? Only because they come to us. From where now? Well, Fernandina. Ah. They still at that sex farm down in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> yes, at the villages. From I'm the on my way. From the <laughs> Traveling Limans at WorldWideWafties.com. It was on this day. Joe, today is May 30th. In 1871, the steamer St. Paul carried the first shipment of grain from the port of Duluth. Hmm. And on this day, May 30th, in 1889, Memorial Day became a legal holiday in Minnesota. Okay. Do you know what Memorial Day was first called? I told you Friday. You did, and I don't remember. Thank you. Day. You were paying attention in class. Yes. Decoration Day. It was for Civil War. Uh, yes, victims. And then some kind soul sent an email stating that Memorial Day is for when you die in uniform. Veterans Day is when you celebrate the veterans that came back. And what was the other one? No, Veterans Day is to celebrate anybody Everybody dead or served. alive in the armed services. And Memorial Day is dedicated to those we've lost serving the country. If you get the evil Star Tribune, there was a fascinating piece um, in today's paper, A5, about a Memorial Day erased from history in Charleston, South Carolina. A f absolutely fascinating uh, well, piece. Well, I read the paper today. What are you talking about? A5. Headline, a go. Memorial Day erased from history. A5. 
five. It's a really good piece. Yeah, it's right towards the back. A five. So a Memorial Day erased from history. Oh yeah, I did see it, but I was reading. A, I was reading the story below that. The Korean War hero who was finally identified. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good one too. Uh, yeah, this is about. Uh, but it was celebrated right away in 1865, just a, a month or a few weeks after uh, Lincoln was shot in the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good piece. You're right. Well, GLers, only one more day of May. That's right. You know what that means. You got to get on the schedule for Mosquito Shield. Okay. I. Uh, I got to get a hold of them right now because I was look at look at all these bug bites I got. I was yeah, talking gross. to a guy outside last night and I said the hell with it. A year, we're not talking anymore. Goodbye. And I went home and went in the house. So what you all need to do is get online. MoShield.com. That's M-O-Shield.com. There's no dash and you just put in your zip code and you're going to find them or just give the crew a call directly at 612-619-1556. And that's because MoShield specialize in getting rid of mosquitoes and ticks in your yard only. And that's important because what they do is they use a proprietary blend that is specific formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. You just can't go buy this stuff on the shelf. I've would... tried to. Did you Seriously, really? I've tried can't. to at, at Fratelloni's. You went Mike to Fratelloni's. told me that this is their deal. Like, right. You can't get this. So it was invented by the founder, and they're going to take great care of you and your yard. They typically come out every 10 to 17 days for an application, and they do so until the mosquitoes and ticks go dormant, and they stand behind their work. If for any reason you need them in between applications, they will do an additional service call at absolutely no charge. 612-619-1556, MoShield.com. You mentioned GL, and you are going to get $50 off your service. Please let them know. You heard about it here on the Garage Logic podcast, Joe. Uh, that was a dumb thing for me to say. It sounded like I was <clears throat> trying to uh, to undercut one of our friends at Mosquito Shield. I didn't you were mean, just curious. I was just wondering yeah. what that stuff is, and you can't get it in the store. Nope, it's their own blend. Can't get it in the store, and it works. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, GLers. Hopefully you were uh, poking around on Memorial Day. Uh, going you know I was. Pod MN. Pod MN is where I'm saying you were poking around. Oh. Looking for a maybe a Memorial Day podcast. I'm sure there are some out there, and I'm sure they're very interesting. Find them at Pod MN on your smartphone. YouTube videos. Garage Logic has them all over, but you need to subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube page so you can monitor them and be uh, entertained. Entertained. Then click over to garagelogic.com. We told you about the town council paying 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks a year. Gets you right now a $10 Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store gift certificate. But more than that, you will be inside Garage Logic during the breaks. Etc. Sign up at garagelogic.cha. Not a Garage Logic town council member. Here's what you're missing. I forgot to tell you guys that we stopped at the uh, oh, National no. Eagle Center down in uh, Wabashaw. I'll, I'll excuse that. Yeah, it was it was really neat. Yeah. I was the hit of the lobby when I grabbed an eagle puppet. 
and stood up and started singing on eagle's wings i had the entire Jeez. god what an embarrassment so i'm gonna post that on twitter i hope you'll give it a watch and yeah and here's what raise you up on eagle's wings and here's what you're gonna do you're gonna tag every single tv and radio host yes. in the market because you are so god blessed needy go behind the scenes of garage logic with unfiltered audio and video access invites to exclusive events an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself and more by signing up at garagelogic.com it is time once again that we pick up that phone and we make that call to check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic. And boy, now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48 minute financial consultation by dialing 952 925 5608. That number, once again, is 952 925 5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice and josh is on the line with us once again here in garage logic and boy where to begin josh but today you would like to talk about the fed ai and you have some thoughts about the debt ceiling don't you oh chris the easiest thing is to start with the debt ceiling over the long weekend the negotiators came to an agreement for the debt ceiling essentially raising the limit but putting a cap on spending and of course there are well another 98 pages of, we'll say, rules and regulations related to the debt ceiling, where spending goes from here over the next year and a half. Basically, this deal pushes the debate beyond the 2024 election, does help the, the country out. The Democrats get a win on raising, we'll say, raising and or eliminating the debt ceiling. The Republicans get a pretty big victory should this uh, bill pass. It's not everything that the Republicans wanted, but it's got an awful lot to like, and it shows that the Republicans, or at least the Republicans in Congress, can govern. So that, to me, would be a positive thing. There are going to be numerous uh, Republicans who are against the deal because it doesn't go far enough in cutting the debt ceiling, nor far enough in limiting spending, or far enough in terms of work requirements. And it could be that enough members on the House Rules Committee, which has got to pass this bill out of committee to get to a floor vote, enough Republicans could join the Democrats and stop the bill. But that's something to wait and see till the end of the day or into tomorrow. But to me, this is a big win for the Republicans and going forward for the country. On the other hand, Fed speak just continues and they're give and the Fed speakers give little indication that they're going to pause on raising interest rates anytime soon. I think bets right now are that the Fed in their meeting in just under uh, two weeks raises interest rates 25 basis points and still talks tough. And that could create some additional issues down the road. Not to mention, you know, the Fed has got to continue to tighten the money supply to drain some liquidity that they put in out of the system. So to me, there's going to be a little more volatility over the next few weeks in the market. But right now where there's 
probably will call it the most volatility and volatility to the upside have been in companies associated with artificial intelligence. With the leading company being right now, NVIDIA, which reported better than expected earnings last week and saw its stock just rocket higher. Now, a lot of that had to do with people who were betting against NVIDIA having a good quarter and also betting against NVIDIA raising their estimates. But NVIDIA did that and more, talking about at revenues increasing from the estimate of $7 billion to $11 billion. You don't see that kind of increase coming from a large capitalization technology company. So that was really positive news from NVIDIA. Additionally, NVIDIA's CEO, spoke at a conference yesterday and talked that computing has reached a tipping point with the potential for artificial intelligence. And of course, NVIDIA leads in providing, we'll say, picks and shovels for that with their GPUs. Other semiconductor companies also got a boost from that, including Marvell that reported better than expected earnings. They shot up on Friday. Favorite advanced micro devices also has been moving up as well. Do, if you've bought very low, do yourself a favor and reduce your position. Take a little money off the table right now so that in the inevitable pullback could be happening over the next few weeks, you'll have money to go back into these companies at slightly lower prices. We're not advocating necessarily market timing, but you've had a very, very quick run up in these names. So book some profit and wait a little bit. You heard him, GLers. That's another round of sound advice from Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. So do not delay. Pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time in the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Look forward to it, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.